This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks, everyone. All right, we're here. Mm. Cheers. Holiday drinks, even though I'm not having a holiday drink. <laughs> mm. Chestnut praline is my favorite, though. I'm surprised that you didn't get that. It's just very sugary. Oh, and I'm yeah. like not. What you're getting now? I mean, what are you drinking? This is a non-fat. Uh, oh my God, I can't even remember my orders. Almond milk. Sugar-free. Okay. That's what it is. Not non-fat. Uh, okay, almond, okay. Mil- almond milk, sugar-free vanilla latte. Oh, okay. Simple. Yeah. And it hits. Yeah, absolutely. I have my typical caramel macchiato because it's I'm, I'm a basic bitch like that. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, welcome. Welcome. She's back I'm from back. Canada. More relaxed. <laughs> yes, you needed it. Canada was so nice. I know. Canada is beautiful. I want to Photo go. back there. Yeah. Oh, that's Canada? Yeah, but that's the Banff region. You went to like the other side of Canada. Yeah. yeah this is... You went to Montreal and Toronto. Oh, that I really want to go there. I died so to go nice. to Montreal. It was Montreal was beautiful. Yeah. That's what everybody says that it looks like Europe. It Okay, that's I maybe that's why I liked it. Everyone keeps telling yeah. me they're like you like it because it was like very European. Everybody tells me the same thing. It's like you're going like you're at Europe but you didn't go overseas. Exactly. Pretty much, you know. It's exactly. pretty crazy. Loved it. But today we're going to be talking about anxiety because you all voted for it and we're here. And we are here to to talk about something that every single person suffers with. Honestly. And you may not suffer from it every day, like me, um, but you may just suffer from it occasionally because of work, because of stress, because I don't know, name it. But it's a very, very I'm really trying to think of someone that doesn't have some sort of level of anxiety. My husband every day really every day no that's that's not true because he's like me he just has anxiety about different things exactly like he'll his anxiety will jump in like when he's working you know something like that but during the day he's just not phased about anything he's like the dog yeah yeah he's just like okay that's cool why are you freaking out can you calm down every time he tells me to calm down i swear to god i want to choke something (laughs) anyway it's like men of you listening out there Never tell a woman to calm down because you're doing the opposite. Who has oh, yeah. anxiety? Someone that has anxiety every yeah. single day. I think, and you know, I think anxiety gets worse as you get older because you start overthinking things. I, that's why kids they sleep amazing. I know, and it's because so they have zero worries. Yeah, you're absolutely it right. Means no worries for the rest of your days. We already started with the tangent. I that's love great. that movie. I know. It's the Lion King, you know. And Timon and Pumbaa. Okay, that is like, that's the definition of ADHD. That's going to be our, another episode that yes, we need to do. 100%. And I know wow. I have that. Bad. I can't believe I just caught that on camera. Yeah, yeah. And that we'll, is so... We'll see it back, you know. So bad. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like as I'm getting older, I have more ADHD. I literally was just in the middle of a sentence. I know. And started singing The Lion King. I don't know what's happening. I don't know, but us millennials are really suffering with ADHD. Wow, or like that we was really a are. harsh realization and for I mean, me. You can't blame us. We're going through. I mean, we've gone through so much in our lifetime, and we're not I even. Know. We're not. I'm not even. We're not even 35 yet. And how many things have we gone through in our lifetime? World crises type of. Yeah, like world crisis type of things. Like, Pandemics. Uh, um, the the towers. towers. Yeah. Uh, now this war. The wars. Yeah. The wars. Afghanistan. The wars, like yeah. so many of them. Russia. Could go on. Yeah. Freaking. Just like everything. Crazy. There's always something. There's always something in our generation. Insane. So can you blame us for having ADHD? Like our brains just need a break. <laughs> our brains are just like we're our gonna like Jesus Christ. We're gonna dissociate for a second, even if it's in the middle of an anxiety sentence. And imagine doing having like all of this, but as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. 
poor kids. Okay, yeah, anyways. So like we said, um, we're going to be talking about anxiety today because you all voted for it, which yeah. honestly makes a lot of sense because there's a lot about anxiety. Like I have, I have a lot, but we're going to try to break it down for you guys, simplify it. We're not going to be talking about like chemicals and neurotransmitters and all that, but we could, but we won't. Yeah. Um, so we can like touch up on it, but exactly. anything crazy. We'll break it down Barney style for you guys like we typically And do. I, we've been getting a lot of really good feedback of, you know, yeah. it's so... How, have you okay have i've thought about wow my we can cut this out but my <laughs> head is in so many different places that i can't even form a sentence dude it happens it's fine do you want a drink i think i need a drink jules yeah, yeah. i think I, I think my brain is so like just so you could tone it down calm yeah. down a bit i could get yeah. you a drink let's okay, get a drink let's get a drink okay <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> we cannot I see you're not the problem. It's also me. Why didn't I freaking? Pro- anyway, we are seriously trying to get this episode rolling. Maybe it's you know it's like the anxiety vibes. Yeah, I think I think it's that. Let's we gotta push through this, guys. Yeah, we literally were just talking right now for five to ten minutes, and I didn't press record again. My phone started acting up. Okay, anyways, so we were talking DSM-5. about DSM five criteria. If you need to have a diagnosis of something, for example, psychiatry wise, yes, psychiatric wise, so or mental wise, um, depression, anxiety, anorexia, any of those things, usually that falls under something called, uh, or we try to diagnose it by following criteria, and we use what's called DSM criteria, and the latest version is version five, mm-hmm. which is why we say DSM five. Okay. So for DSM-5 criteria for anxiety, it's basically a group of mental disorders that causes excessive nervousness, fears, and apprehension or worry. Right. Me every day. Me too. I mean. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So there's like mild anxiety and then there's like a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that just have baseline anxiety and no one ever tells them that this is anxiety yeah and they just feel like you know okay at least for us cubans they're like oh um she's a very nervous person and we nebiosa or like or something anxiety you know so it's a cultural thing too of like oh no she's just like that like she's a very nervous like frantic person or whatever so funny you say that when i was in medical school i had my first bout of anxiety right right and I had, I had had a couple of panic attacks before, but I never had like baseline anxiety. And I remember when I had a panic attack, I had no idea what was going on. I thought that I was dying. And I remember telling my mom, like, no, my heart hurts and yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. Oh my and God. my mom literally looked at me and she's like, yo tengo una pastilla para eso. And she gave me a pill. I still don't know till this day what she gave me. Oh my God. And it went away. And yeah. I, I, was, I was so confused. And I said, I was like, what was that? And it's probably she, a benzo. I don't know. I still don't know to this day what she gave me. Yeah. Un transene, whatever the hell. Bro, transene is like amazing. <laughs> transene is amazing. I, is that how you say it in English? I don't even know. We don't use transene. Really? So I think that's like Cuban or wherever they got it. From. I remember that I had the worst nerves, anxiety about a, a physics exam that I was going to take. And I could not figure out like how to do a certain freaking, I don't remember what, like a formula or some bullshit. I couldn't. I was so anxious about it and I was freaking out. My mom gave me literally like the tiniest little bit of transene. Dude, I was able to figure that out the next day. I don't even know. It was all anxiety and I don't know what is in that. Pe- I don't know what transene is. We should we should look that up. We should look it up. Uh, treat partial seizures. <clears throat> Sudden alcohol withdrawal. It's a benzo. It's a benzo. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I'm telling you, it, it worked wonders. Well, it worked. Broke. Well, I don't even know if that's what she gave me, but probably. I don't know. But it anyways, works. so yeah. I had the this ang- my first bout of anxiety when I went to medical school. And I remember telling my mom, like, no, like, I don't feel like myself. Mm. And it was weird. I never experienced it before. And sometimes anxiety doesn't really present like the... Right. like how people think it is sometimes you just you just don't feel like yourself and it's internal and it's like, internal you and it's very to... hard to describe yeah. so my mom was like it's a hoopa it's a hoopa what is that hoopa i don't know fucking she just like put a word to it and she was like hoopa like almost like i have never shit. heard of hoopa yeah she goes it's a hoopa 
So now, like as a joke, like me and my mom, like whatever, I have some sort of like mild degree of anxiety. Okay. I'm like, you know, mom, I have the upais. It's upaying. It's upaying. <laughs> Damn, that's a new one. I had not heard of upa. I gotta ask my mom if she knows about upa. She should because she I don't is think so. I think it was just like something like, that my mom personified. My mom decided to make up or something. I don't know. I don't know, but the upas. The upas, anxiety, yeah. You know, so, so yeah. And um, so these disorders, you know, like you said, they alter like just how you feel, how yeah. you react, how you yeah. process information. Usually you're kind like, of shaky. Uh, you don't remember a lot of things since you're so nervous. You're not really paying attention to what you're doing. So yeah. sometimes it can be associated with memory loss. Yeah. Um, a lot of times like you lose sleep because literally so much, yeah. you know, when you're anxious, your body releases a lot of hormones like uh, and, and different type of mood altering substances. So like, uh, I guess a good example would be like cortisol, yeah. adrenaline. When <laughs> you're when your body is in like this like fight or flight mode, that's what's going to be elevated. And that's, you know, that's a good thing, because when you're in that kind of situation, you kind of want to have those hormones. Yeah. It's kind of like a protective effect or maybe like evolutionary. Yeah. Um, but if you have chronic elevation of those things all the time, you're going to start feeling some symptoms of anxiety for sure. Right, right, right. Okay. And then, yeah, those were some of the physical symptoms. And then like, for instance, I also get like stomach aches. Oh yeah. yeah. My stomach just diarrhea. Exactly. So physically, not just mentally does it manifest, but it also manifests like physically in sleep. Like you said, chest pain, like you had said, like the heart Mm -hmm. palpitations, um the stomach aches and stomach problems i had them all the freaking time while yeah. i was in college well all the time. so your gut holds a lot of serotonin that's why okay. so that's why when you have anxiety yeah. a lot of people have stomach aches they oh. feel nauseous mm. vomiting yeah. diarrhea um, and it's all because of that it's all tied together it was it was awful but but yeah so yeah anxiety disorders are the most common mental health disorders in the united states affecting nearly 30 percent of adults at some point that, that number has to be wrong. It has to be, it has to be more than that, right? Yeah. When I found that, I'm like... I don't believe that number It's going to be like 30%. I don't know if maybe when they're saying reported, exactly. And, and diagnosed, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of people don't... And like, now, you know. now in this day and age, this is like very much talked about. Oh, yeah. Wellness is very much talked about. But it's about, very new. But it's very new because back then it was like you told someone you had anxiety and it was... You're crazy. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, even still now, my mom is literally anxiety personified as a person. She's walking anxiety and she doesn't. I mean, it's no, I don't need to see a doctor for that or whatever. Like, I mean, it's it's one. I think everyone needs a therapist. I think therapy is wonderful, but she won't go to a therapist to talk about it. You know, and it's part of that generation of like, I don't I don't need to see a therapist for this. Like, this isn't like. That same time around med school, my dad came to, my dad went to go visit me uh-huh. and I was already having the anxiety. It was part of the reason why he came up because he was kind of worried about me. And mm. then, um, he spent just like a, like a weekend together. My anxiety was so bad uh-huh. that my dad was sitting in front of me and he was talking to me and I was in another world. Like, it didn't feel like I was there. Like, you dissociated. Yeah, like, I dissociated. And then, and and this is, like, you know, some people are probably hearing this and they're, like, holy shit. Like, we would have yeah. never known. Yeah. And that's kind of the sad part about anxiety. Like, you actually don't know, like, how many people are, like, feeling like that. Because yeah. we're all really good at putting on this, like, a mask. mask and that it's all okay. And in the inside, we're, like, Dying. about to have a mental breakdown. Exactly. And um, I so I actually know. did have a a panic attack in the middle of a Walmart because I went with him. And oh, with him? Yes, with my oh, dad. Shit. So we went to a Walmart. Oh God! And he was and he was tr- sweetest thing ever. He's like, let's go to a Walmart. I'm gonna like kind of like you know like buy a couple things so that I leave you like stocked up. And then I was like, okay. And then I got to Walmart. And, you know, Walmart's massive. Yeah. There's a lot of people yeah, and everything. Yeah. Too much stimulus way too much yeah. so i start i had a yeah. panic attack in the walmart and i had we had to leave and for the first time ever my dad looked at me and he's like maybe you should see someone <laughs> damn and your dad's like 
old school Cuban. Like, old school like, Cuban. Typical, like our parents. He didn't believe me until he saw me Damn. have. Uh, I could only attack. imagine like the conversation he had with your mom of like, hey, I saw it. Like she's, she's not joking. Like she's not. And he tried to like not, you know, make Aww. a big deal out of it. But he's like, you know, maybe you should talk to someone. Yeah. And I was like, it's so, but it was, I was actually kind of happy. Yeah. That he told me that because I yeah. started laughing in the car and then I was like, it was pretty bad, right? Like my my panic attack was bad. And he was like, so you freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Anyways, but oh man, yeah. I mean, it sucks. I had one anxiety attack in front of my mom, and she's she's the type of person that if she doesn't know what to do with me. I, I, mind you, she's my mom. You would think that after 34 years, like she would know what to do with me, but she doesn't. Um, so we were in San Antonio and I'm just like, I need to like separate myself because, you know, you know when it's coming. Yeah. Like there's a yeah. little bit like a couple, like a minute, maybe if you're lucky of like it building up and building up. And then it's like, at least for me, I'm like, it's yeah, coming, you, it's coming, it's coming. Breathing. So I'm like, OK, it's coming. I'm going to go. So at that time in San Antonio, we had a garage and I'm like, I she can't see this because she's not going to know what to do. So I went ahead and luckily Mario was there that day at, or at that moment, whatever. And I'm in the garage and I'm like, <gasps> and I'm going through the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, the whole classic thing. panic yeah. attack, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm there like whatever. And then she walks in because I guess she saw me and I just sprint to the garage mm-hmm. and she's what's wrong with you and i'm like leave me alone it's fine leave me alone you don't understand whatever and then she's like she just closes the door and then after that i just see mario coming in your mom's like super worried about you what's going on and i'm like i'm having a panic attack i can't breathe i'm choking you know the whole thing and whatever mario's like calm down calm down and i'm like what the fuck did my mom say to you he's like she's freaking out she didn't want to show you but she's freaking out she thinks you're dying and i'm like (laughs) i feel like i'm dying yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I literally feel like I can't breathe right now. But, you know, anyway. But, yeah, it, that was, like, that time frame that I had, like, a lot of, you know, those episodes. And they suck. Anybody that's yeah, had terrible. panic attacks, you know what I mean? And if you haven't had a panic attack. Good for you. Yes. But You're succeeding in life. You are some doing yeah. something right yeah. in your life, you know. Yeah. But uh, to kind of touch up at least on how it feels different for everybody. But at least for me, it felt like choking like i couldn't like i felt literally like there was a ball in my throat that would inhibit me from like talking and like breathing really so i would hyperventilate you know and that's how sometimes people like a lot of the times they hyperventilate and then they pass out you know from it but that's why they tell you try to calm your breathing concentrate on your breathing you know to get yourself out of that you know might have been different like the times that i've had it luckily i haven't had one in a really long time and i'm very thankful for it because i hate the way that that feels it's horrible but like at first i used to have chest pain oh yeah like palpitations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes i would feel dizzy Mm -hmm. um one time i you know like when a person wants to cry and they're holding it back until that moment where they just explode yeah and you can't stop and it. i can't stop it that happened to me another that, time that happened to me, yeah. and i wasn't even like sad about anything it was just the anxiety right i was it was so much yeah that it just like my eye i felt like my eyes were like bulging out of my head yeah yeah, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. So. And then the feeling of not breathing is the worst. The worst. I and, hate that. I and hate it's it. like you take a deep breath and you and you so, don't feel you don't feel like you're like filling your lungs. Exactly. You don't feel like you're actually breathing, but you are. But you, you are. don't yeah. feel like you are. But it's strange and it's horrible. But anyway, um, so generalized anxiety disorder or aka GAD is characterized by persistent and excessive worry about a variety of things. People with GED may worry about their health, their finances, their relationship, or in the world in general, like us millennials. (laughs) We have a lot to worry about these days, unfortunately. Everyone has their... I mean, there's so many things to worry about. There's so many things to worry about. Like and everyone has, they, yeah, and everyone puts importance to different things. Absolutely. So, like, what you're having anxiety about, it's like Mario, it's like... Yeah. He's like, why are you worrying? But yeah. then, like, Mario thinks of, like, other things, and you're like, why are you worrying about Exactly. That? It's it's just particular to each person. Each person, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, social anxiety disorder, or SAD, S-A-D, it's pretty, like, that's pretty spot on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's characterized by intense fear of social situations. People with SAD may worry about being judged, embarrassed, or humiliated in social situations. Me. Definitely had some social anxiety when Me. we started our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
<laughs> I know we all do, and I still do to this day when I do like stupid like TikToks or whatever. Like I'm just like but you know, I just feel like the reason we do that is because we were just raised in a different generation 100%. in a different world. Like yeah, you know. I feel like a lot of the people that are really popular right now on Instagram, social media. on social media in general, mm-hmm. are people that probably when they started doing these things, they're like, oh, well, that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they just kept on doing it. Yeah. And then it became normal. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's just a different you know what we were raised as like we would think that that's weird Mm -hmm. but now the generation of now that's like normal for them like it's normal to go and record a what i eat in a day video 100 percent, or like what i do in my day like the the this is like spend the day with me to go shopping and for us like i feel like a lot of people are like why are you doing that that's like so weird like no one cares i know and now it's like why are you not doing why are you not doing it yeah Yeah, exactly it's funny that you say that because i literally saw a video about that it was either last night or the night before. And I was like, Sorry, this guys, is I'm, so I interesting. I fixing my hair. You do you, girl. Okay. Um, Patreon, Patreon people are the ones that are seeing this. Okay. Now. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> everybody else is listening to it. Um, anyway, so the video that I saw was super interesting about mm-hmm. how different like millennials and Gen Zers are exactly about that. And mm-hmm. it all relates to anxiety because of millennials when we were growing up we were the first generation to have social media yeah we yeah. really were with myspace and facebook photo um, bucket all of that was shit. like a form of social but media then, since it was so new people would instill this hard fear on us of like you can't be on social media because you will never get a job you know job you know or schools cannot find about you know your social media i, ha- I changed my name Me on too. facebook Me I, too. and still my name i don't know if i have my name still changed or not on facebook mine is different yeah exactly that's yeah. what i'm saying because we yeah. were like instilled to like oh you can't be you public can't. you it, can't do this you, you can't do that you have to have like some sort of like yes you know you have to be anonymous online yeah you know pretty much so and we were instilled with that and now gen zers are like it's weird if you don't have social media yeah like you know what i'm not gonna hire you because i don't know you yeah like where's your social media i don't i don't get it Mm -hmm. and for us it was the total opposite it was like no the job is not gonna hire you no college is gonna take you if they see you out having fun in a boat you know exactly so it's so different and that's where are a lot of our anxieties with this right now with social media and everything comes from because we were literally brought up to like fear it Mm -hmm. like we were the first ones to have it yeah and then we also had to fear it yeah so crazy you say that um and it just goes to show how like different generations influence the way we think Mm -hmm. a perfect example of that is when i was in residency some of some people know this story Um, but when I was in residency, I actually had an attending, Mm -hmm. um, sit me down and was like, like almost like giving me advice for different things. And I was like, and I, and I remember thinking to myself that it was weird because she wasn't like the typical attending to like, just sit with me Hmm. and talk to me. And I was kind of just, you know, this was, and I was already like in my, I was in my second year of residency. Okay. And she starts talking to me about, like, you know, like, what do I want to do with the rest of my future and what I'm going to, like, do after I graduate. And I thought that she was just, yeah, I thought that a lot of our attendings do that to kind of, like, help us out and stuff like that Um, and make us think, which I was very appreciative for. However, Hmm. she, um, she was like, yeah, you know. Um, you need to be, you know, whatever you want to do in your life, you need to be careful. Okay. This is how different generations, this is how different it is. Mm -hmm. She's like, you need to be very careful about the things that you post on social media. Yeah. And I, so it just so happened that, that recently I had gone to a festival. Okay. And mind you, like my, the, photos that i had and everything were totally fine yeah, yeah. you know and she means um, like a music festival right? yeah yeah you know? and i go to music festival everyone knows that about yeah, me. yeah so um i don't see why that's wrong 
Okay, so, but it's different generations, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's just different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, oh, you need to be very careful about the photos that you post. Mind you, I'm, when it comes to my social media, I'm so, like, strict about anything that goes on you there. You even post. I, I don't even post. She really but, doesn't. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still careful because of how we were raised. Of course. You know, of it's course. just, like, ingrained into us. And you're a doctor, so then it's even more, like... But they saw, like, what other people are posting, you know? But at the end of the day, still, not anything bad, yeah. right? Yeah. But she told me, she was like, oh, you know, you need to be very careful about what you post on on social media because that can affect the way that others view you professionally. And then, so, when your attending is telling you this, you kind of just look at them and you stay quiet and you kind of just nod your head because... It's your, like, attending. Yeah. You know, you you have this, like, unspoken respect. Of course. Right? It's, like, the... It's the levels the of... The ladder. Yeah, the ladder. Right? Like, exactly. I'm, I'm a resident, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's my attending. Yeah. I'm going to see she's her. She's just a secretary. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to see her every day. So I'm just going to listen and nod my head. Yeah. And you know what she ends up telling me? She's like, she's like, yeah, because, you know, women, okay, you're a female, okay? She's like, you're a female and women need to live up to certain social standards in the medical world. And I was like, so let me backtrack. Yes. And we're like, definitely like going off track on what anxiety is. But oh, to but like causes anxiety. Yes, oh, it like... does. It's like a huge cause. It was a huge cause of my anxiety that day for sure. At that moment, I'd be like, what did you see? Did you see something in my social media? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? But like... the worst part is that she wasn't trying to say that like, you know, like medicine is or was uh, and still is in some in some specialties. It's a boys club. It was a boys club. Women got in where we it's now like pretty much like 50 yeah. 50. But in certain specialties, it is still almost like a boys club. Yeah. And I remember a lot of my friends that were females trying to go into male dominated like uh, specialties. Yeah, like ortho oh, big time, and yeah. all those things. Yeah. It was really hard and it still exists. Mm-hmm. So, um, or urology and all, so it was, it still exists. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she, I don't feel like she was, the way that she was telling me was not that, Hey, like, you know, like we need to, you know, like keep on pushing for females in medicine. What she was trying to tell me is that, you know, be careful because we need to like have a certain standard and like all these things to like be in med. And I was just like, you're a female like yeah you're not helping the you, cause i was i was literally shocked how i was like what are you talking about why are you telling you're like me doing this? the opposite yeah. right now by telling me this and i'm not gonna like out her or anything but she had her own social life which was very not traditional mm. right mm. and i was like this is crazy that, that you're she telling is me telling me this such bullshit yeah That's such bullshit but whatever i didn't take it personal like i knew that maybe she was just trying to look out for me in some sort of sense but yeah. oh my god the way that she like it's a generational d- thing it, the way that she like delivered that message yeah, horrible. was horrible horrible delivery horrible. yeah horrible execution of that like yeah. did not come across probably the way that she intended it in no means but yeah thank god she told that to us like you a millennial because us millennials are known to be a lot more chill and whatever and like people like yeah. boomers telling yeah, us shit. Yeah, yeah. but because if she would have told that to a gen z yeah a gen zer would have been probably like where's your phone probably been like can you repeat that again you know yeah and, and i'm gonna and, post it and post it yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly which all power to them bro like gen z is doing the fucking damn thing you know like whatever i mean go <laughs> go do that anyway all right so back to the back yeah. to what we're doing <laughs> so what we were talking about panic disorders yeah it's characterized by everything that we had explained uh, sudden and unexpected panic attacks, um, but some people suffer from it on a regular basis, and that's horrible. Um, and they are episodes of intense fear that come up quickly, and then they reach their peak within minutes, and everything we explained earlier yeah. about our own experiences with panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And then phobias, which we did a whole, whole episode on, on, and it's part of anxieties. Yeah. Uh, so they're intense and irrational fears of specific objects or even situations um because you could have a social phobia which yeah. sounds horrible but yeah and um and then people could go to great lengths to avoid that particular thing or place situation whatever it is so mm-hmm. so yeah um how can we help this out how can we treat it 
So anxiety, there's a lot. And we've come a long way yeah. with anxiety and the thought of anxiety and kind of how I think the the main thing is to figure out what's causing your anxiety and try to get to the root of the problem. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. usually that takes some sort of type of therapy. Yeah. Okay. And there are millions of types of therapies. So for those of you thinking out there that therapy, when I say the word therapy, I'm not like talking about sitting in front of someone and talking about your feelings, which is what usually people think about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about any type of therapy that could be yoga, that could be music therapy, that yeah. could be dance therapy, that could be drawing, that could be art, that can be journaling. journaling. Uh, Julie and I were talking about voice journaling, journaling right now. If you too. don't like to write because it takes too much time or whatever, Painting, creating, grab, grab like, your phone, talk to it, record it, yeah, you know? exactly. or even video record yourself too. However it is that you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, breathe, meditation mindfulness yeah i go out for walks yes so <laughs> well no there's a lot yeah. of there's um uh, a lot of science behind that too like going out for walks nature and all of that yeah. it yeah. has shown to improve anxiety there's even um there's even a lot of reports of people walking out barefoot to feel the ground like on their bare feet there's, there's something about grounding yeah. that you know alleviates a lot of that anxiety living in the now which is mindfulness yeah. you know take five minutes and just practice mindfulness yep. and i remember the first time i started practicing mindfulness and that i started meditating it was i did it on um oh my god i can't believe i forgot the app the name of the app calm no oh my god um, it's gonna bother me happy headspace headspace yes there headspace you go. Yeah. amazing yeah i highly recommend we're not headspace. sponsored by them no we're not at we all would, we would like i to use be. them and i recommend them <laughs> And they have three-minute yeah. um, meditation. They have five-minute meditation. They, they and have they even 10. have, like, games and stuff. No, they've like... partnered up now to do runs with Nike. Oh, really? And I think this is pretty old already. I haven't, honestly, I yeah. haven't kept up with it. But they partnered up so that when people are running, instead of listening to music, yeah. they're, like, meditating. It's crazy. Yeah, That's the world awesome. is, you know, it's crazy, yeah. like, how you, how it's evolved. That's awesome. Um, But... So for anyone that wants to do that, these are, and they're led, so they're like guided meditations. Yeah. So you have someone guiding you through things and it is amazing yeah. like what they do. Like awesome. they really taught me how to yeah. practice that. But anyways, um, so yes. So usually go through some sort of therapy, something like that, some reflection, figure out. Um, and a lot of the therapies, what they also do is that when you have, when the anxiety presents itself to you, then what do you do about it in that moment? Mm -hmm. So they also teach you how to practice like how to take the anxiety and maybe instead of feeling those negative feelings, mm -hmm. turning that into something else. So focusing that, like refocusing that energy right. onto something else, something more positive. Right, right. So, and then also apart from therapies and natural things that you can do, there is pharmacotherapy mm -hmm. as well. So pharmacotherapy is usually what we know as, as like medications, exactly, for anxiety. And I always tell people, like, because I think people have a bad, um, it's like there's a bad stigma on what medication is. And yeah. again, not in this world that we live in anymore. No. People are very open about it, which yep. is great, yeah. you know, because there's nothing more anxiety provoking of like trying to keep that from someone else because you're yeah. afraid of what they might think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but where I was going with this is basically, you know, that the world that we live in nowadays is like very different. So I'm very happy about that because I think people are learning how to handle their anxiety better because there's not so much stigma behind it. Exactly. And I, and I truly like, for instance, I take, I take medication for it. I take medication for anxiety, depression, because for me, and it, it's different for people, like people could just have anxiety only or depression only. Yeah. But for instance, me, I have them that they commingle. So like if one goes up, the other one goes up. If one goes down, the other one goes down, whatever. They're just commingled. And I take medication for it and honestly changed my life. Yeah. It's life changing. It's that important, you know, and it's not like talk to somebody, go through the motions of all of that. And then if mm -hmm. that still doesn't work, you, you know, they will probably be like, well, maybe it's time to like kind of think yeah. about medications. And yeah. there's a slew of them. There's many of them. The The problem and is there's that a right. There's not everyone is the same. Exactly. So what works for someone may not work for you. What maybe didn't work for you at the beginning doesn't mean that you can't Don't change. Write it off. Exactly. It's yeah. just and I try to give people a heads up on yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's so like 
it's so you know like they i think it's because they finally gather up the courage courage to do it yeah and then it doesn't go well so then they're like x'd for life and that and that can't be i was guilty of that i took one medication years ago and it was awful it was it just didn't work for me and i knew people that i did wonders for it like mm -hmm. it definitely works for them but for me it was awful so i did that i was like forget it meds just don't work for me i revisited the idea i think a year ago now and i tried two at first the first one was wasn't really like the thing the second one that's it it's the one that i've still been on yeah and it's like i said life-changing so i recommend it like full-heartedly i know it, it takes at least for our generation and generations mm -hmm. prior to us like it takes time time to like accept it to be like yeah I and need we're this, so are like we're so programmed now to like want results now immediately yeah. like we want immediate grat like instant gratification which is the other thing about these meds that they take like a certain amount of weeks at to least in. four to six weeks to even kick in so a lot of people just stop it mm -hmm. like a week or two into it yeah. because they're like Yep. Why am I taking this if I don't feel anything? But exactly. it's not that's not how it works. You got to give it like mm -hmm. at least a month. Yeah. For me, it was definitely a month. Yeah, for sure. Four to six weeks. Exactly. For sure. So and it's, sometimes it's and, and sometimes you need to remember, we also we're not going to like slam you with a high dose either. We're going to start slow and low and then we're going to see how that goes. But and, and I get it. Like, again, we live yeah. in an age where we want instant gratification. Yep. We want something to work now yep. you know what i mean that's why there's a lot of people that have addiction to benzodiazepines because they're anxiolytics that work immediately. right immediately yeah and and they feel great and they feel they listen, feel great we're had, just talking about benzene we like, just it trying, feels great. exactly <laughs> these are and these are medications yeah. that are known yeah. to help with which that. is like xanax we're talking about yeah. like xanax xanax exactly alprazolam yeah. there's like different types of anxiolytics that work yeah. immediately and however, it doesn't do anything to like balance you out. You know what? I, it balances you out in the moment. Don't get me wrong. But like then, you will feel amazing. Yeah. You know. And then right after that, like maybe even the next day or whatever, once it wears off, and they're highly addictive back. too, which is another thing, which it's, is that's, like very that's dangerous. Bad. So to then get off of that is like exactly. But again, yeah. instant gratification. People like that feeling, and they're like, "This is the only thing that works for me." And that's like, yes, we know, like. Uh, of course it, it's gonna it work works, it works it it works yeah you know we, we know that but it's not the long term mm -hmm. you know so um so yeah so what i was saying is that we need to kind of give it a chance and i get it it's like going back and forth and you yeah. know like a lot of people really want that personal connection mm -hmm. which is very difficult because a lot of therapies nowadays are telehealth based mm -hmm. so it's you know we're like removing um almost like a level of like personalization right. when you can like talk to someone physically but, in the but other, just give it a chance but on the other side it's easier to access super easy and to you access. could do it anywhere at any time you don't have yeah. to like go with traffic in our case yep you know traffic wait then sit down yep. and that takes up like a whole afternoon maybe or yep. morning or whatever now it could take it's, you it's way minutes. more convenient like talk about instant gratification instantly you can talk to a therapist just by a click of a button or an app and there's some of them talking about apps yeah <laughs> and there's some of them that you could even like message your therapist mm -hmm. like literally yeah, text. texting your therapist and then that's part of the program you know that you sign yourself up to so there's a million ways to find help for this like yeah. there there really is you know and it, the biggest the biggest part of it i think you know is coming to terms that you want this for yourself yeah, that definitely. you want to help yourself out in this mm -hmm. in this case you know mm -hmm. and that's the hardest step to take i think when you finally take that step that you admit that you need help and you're finally like ready to receive it mm -hmm. you know there's like one thing about admitting you need help and then there's another thing accepting accepting the help yeah and that's okay that the, the big part about it too is that if like you feel like it's a failure or it's something wrong with you no it's just we're all human we all have things mm -hmm. it's fine yeah you know, it's like you got to go to the doctor for whatever, you know, you go to this type of doctor, you mm -hmm. know, or you go to this type of specialist. It's the same kind of same thing, you know, thing. So why are we why is it OK to go every year for us women, at least, you know, to your ob because you have to do, you know, your routine yearly check. Right. Mm -hmm. Why is that totally fine? And you can't see a therapist. Yep. It, it should fall within the same 
route you know and then for men the same thing every year you gotta get like you know your blood checked or whatever the heck yeah, you know exactly. so same thing yep. you know just check yourself you know check in on yourself yep anyway all right so how are anxiety and fear different because we did touch upon that and sometimes anxiety kind of has like a blurred line with fear because it kind of yeah. feels like fear well, fear is a symptom of anxiety yeah so it's so. like you know you're like oh my god and you're like all stressed and all those hormones we're very happen, complex you know? humans exactly exactly <laughs> how are they different all animals experience fear but humans uniquely experience anxiety why because like you just said we're complex yeah we have a complex brain you know our amygdala starts amygdaline amygdaline our hippocampus starts hippocampusing you know our hormones start going up and down and mixing all together and it's complex and there's differences like you can have fears you can have anxiety you can have both at the same time you cannot have any of them at the same time yep and it's kind of like how you were saying which is kind of like our next talking point like what's the difference between anxiety and depression there's a lot of symptoms that overlap with mm -hmm. that as well and it's hard to distinguish and it's hard to distinguish but again we kind of go back to like what's the root cause of things yep. you know what yep. i mean yep, 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 so yep. it's like what came first like the chicken or the egg and sometimes you don't even figure that out Eggs. you don't yeah it's like because by the time that you actually start thinking about things you're like i don't even know where to start exactly exactly so then fear is a response to a direct threat okay mm -hmm. so literally like car accident uh, i don't know think of a direct threat while anxiety is a response to a possible negative outcome in the future, you know, so you're imagining it and a fear is something factual happening on yeah. the moment, yeah. um, physically actually there and anxiety, you're imagining it. So the unique element in anxiety is a capacity to imagine a negative or a future outcome. Anxiety can be considered a condition of suffering from imagination, which I found that pretty poetic. Yeah. You know? Suffering from imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like we humans have imagination. That's think. what makes us you think, different. Think, 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 so think, you start think, imagining think. these things are not even real, you yep. know? That's why you lose sleep because you're just thinking and your brain just doesn't know how to turn off. Yeah. And, you know, when I started meditating, that's when I first realized when I, I said, wow, my brain is impossible to turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, part of it was like, OK, try to try to just be blank. I don't know how to do that. And I remember the guided yeah. meditation would tell me, hey, you know, if you're starting to drift off, focus again on a blank. And I'd be like, oh, my God, like. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. It's like almost impossible for me to do like yeah. for more than a couple of seconds, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So and talking about imagination, imagination is a complex cap capability that is still largely uncharted territory as much of our processes and our brain is, to be honest, including its role in anxiety. So, I mean, there's a lot that we don't know still to this day about our brains and how it works. Mm -hmm. And this is just part of it. Like we're different from animals because of our imagination. And yet we get these problems because of it, too. I know. You know so um, but how are anxiety and depression different? Yeah. So there is a lot of things that can overlap. You can be irritable. You can have insomnia. You can have difficulty concentrating. You can lose sleep. All of yeah. those things. And it's kind of like we were talking about the amygdala, which is like the emotional center, which yeah. kind of handles a lot of our memories too. Mm -hmm. um, hippocampus or the hippocampus, whichever way you want to pronounce it. It's mm -hmm. um, another like memory center as well. You know, we're still trying to understand like, what each one of them does what's their relationship together yeah um so and and sometimes it's you know the symptoms kind of like overlap and then maybe i feel like sometimes we almost like create like we almost say well maybe it's a little bit more of this maybe a little bit more of anxiety because we take the whole picture into account mm -hmm. or maybe a little bit more depression because we take like there's something else going yeah. on that we think that may tie into it a little bit better like it just fits the puzzle a little bit better okay but forget it i feel like that's impossible like if like if someone told me like they're like no this person is like has no degree of this just a hundred percent this i feel like mm, i don't know yeah yeah i think you can definitely have majority of something right right but I don't think everything is like really black and, black white. and white. Yeah. Mm -mm. I think there's always going to be a gray area. Especially when you we're might talking... have a little more, a little less gray. Especially but... when we're talking about mental health. There's yeah. more gray than not, you know? Yeah. It, it's hard. So actually, this is actually something really interesting. Um, yeah. Like really, I didn't even know about that yes. until I started looking this up. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. So we have these emotions, mm -hmm. right? 
And these emotions, though, are happening from hormones, right? So there is, even though we talk about something mental, there are physical things that are happening to us Mm -hmm. because of the way that we are feeling. So you will sometimes see, you know, that like what Jules and I are like talking about is like this study that was basically done and how anxiety almost changes the shape of parts of your brain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it can enlarge the hippocampus. It basically like turns on like a group of like anxiety cells. And then those anxiety cells starts like firing and oh. then creating more of those hormones and stuff like that. Now we're so, keeping it very basic for you guys yeah. because it, it, you could go like down a rabbit hole on that but like yeah it's like it actually physically alters your brain yeah 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 it physically alters your brain and you start actually having physical signs of it weight gain um like memory loss um I think a good example of this was um like my mom when my grandmother had uh Alzheimer's Mm. my mom was her primary caretaker it was a huge stress on her and it was major anxiety that was going on to the point where my mom lost her hair Okay, but these are just things that like these are physical things that we're talking about. And she ended up developing um, an autoimmune disorder called psoriasis. So to the point where now my mom is on biologicals every three months to keep that controlled. So these things, these emotions like really do change us physically. Yeah, they manifest. So they manifest physically. We have physical symptoms of these things. Um, and at the end of the day, like when you take a look and when you compare people's like brains and all these things, like you're probably going to see differences for sure. 100%. And you know, a good, also interesting thing is, have you ever read like the studies comparing women versus men's brains? No, but I've seen really funny things about it. Okay. Well, it's like a real thing. (laughs) Like our brains are like structurally different, you know, which is why like women are more what they would say, quote unquote, like emotional or something like that. Or, however, we can multitask and like how way better. It's so there's and I'm gonna try to find these studies so that other our our people our you know listeners can like learn about it too. But there we are different. Like everyone is different. Like men think in like Like Einstein's brain was different too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like men think and they are able to carp. I can never say that the word carpentalize. Compartmentalize that. I I cannot say that word. I cannot say that word. Anyway, <laughs> so they're able to do that way better. And they put things in boxes. And yeah. they're all separate and whatever. Yeah. While women are like... A, all at the same a time. A ball of yarn. Yeah. All like at the same time. Everything is intertwined. A hot mess. A hot mess. Exactly. And that's mess. just how our brains work. Like everything is intertwined. Why did I not water that orchid today? But And then the, and then there's pee outside in the kitchen. Yeah. All of that in some way, somehow, it's going to be intertwined. Yep. They're going to be related in some way. Yeah. For and a man, it's, it's going to be work. like... I just forgot the orchid yesterday. Yeah. And yeah, the dog just peed in the kitchen. Yeah. It has nothing to do with each other. But me, I'll be like, yeah, I didn't water the orchid because I had to go ahead and clean the piss. Yeah. You see? Exactly. So it's like completely different. But Mario would have just been like, no, those are two separate things, Julie. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're all intertwined. So perfect. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're different. Yeah. Yeah. Biologically, we are. So anyway. Hmm. now i'm wanting to like read up on studies if there's ever been studies compared like anxiety men versus women and like there's, if there's any changes there has to be i just mm. didn't i didn't go that in depth no um, i mean we can we can go uh, this could be so a whole series on yeah. its own like anxiety you know but you guys want to hear it yeah <laughs> so okay so things that can be caught co- uh anxiety can be caused by a variety of factors and this is very true genetics family history it's one of the first things i ask big time do you have a family history of any anxiety? And actually, not even just anxiety, any mental disorder. Yep. Yep. Depression. Anything. Um, no, just anything. Bipolar. Eating disorders, bipolar, depression, ADHD. I ask yeah. um, any developmental delays. Yeah. Um, any troubles in school, any anger issues, um, anything like that can cause like this anxiety. Yeah. Um, there's a new, um, fairly new, I want to say. And I think we had kind of like briefly discussed this about ACEs, which is like adverse childhood events. Oh yeah. We briefly touched about it. So that. it's basically adverse childhood Super events that could 
lead you to have like actual like metabolic you know like problems so hypertension diabetes anxiety and like all these things because of things that happened to you as a kid that is so interesting yeah yeah it's really it's really it's really cool yeah um so yeah so there's a lot of like you know practices nowadays where we're actually giving out like these forms Mm -hmm. for kids called aces okay and they're supposed to circle things that they've gone through. Okay. You know, like, do you have a parent in jail? Like, wow, do you have okay. this? Do you have that? Like, certain different, certain childhood events. Yeah. That can, and then we screen them and yeah. we're like, you're at risk. Uh, exactly. So. Yeah. For depression, anxiety, name it. And, you're and you know, like hypertension, diabetes, metabolic disease, obesity, like all those things. Yeah. So um, other things that can cause anxiety, depression is brain chemistry. So basically different fluctuation of mood regulating hormones. So um, anxiety disorders basically are imbalances of certain brain chemicals. I'll have to do a lot with serotonin and norepinephrine. Dopamine is a big one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then life experiences, stressful life events. Well, well she was just—I was just talking about this. Just that, yeah. So stressful life events such as trauma, abuse, neglect can increase developing anxiety disorders because everything that we were just talking about. Yeah, and then medical conditions yeah. such as thyroid problems, heart disease, obesity. Everything so, ties in together because yeah. things can stay pretty, pretty much like in your head for a really long time, but. Even if chronically, you, it's going to start, you're going to start manifesting physical symptoms. Exactly. And the crazy thing about how your mind works is that even if you're not conscious about that thought or that experience or whatever it is, it's there though. It's there, you know? And uh, oh, lastly, substance abuse. And substance abuse. It's a, you know, I mean, I think that's pretty like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, when I did my psychiatry rotation, like there was most of our admins were substance uh, substance induced acute psychosis. Oh, wow. So you do a drug and that's it. Like you lose your shit. You know, like that's like the simplest way that I can put it. You lose your shit because of the drug that you just did or what you've been using and stuff like that. And it's going to it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. And those drugs alter that brain chemistry. Yeah, it alters the brain chemistry for sure. There's that. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, antidepressants, like we said, beta blockers are something as well that are thought of in, you know, medication wise, you know, to be, to take about, to take for this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't even know that beta blockers, I thought beta blockers were literally only for like, you know, hy- what is it? Hypertension? Or oh, we use it for arrhythmias. We use it for hypertension, yeah. but no, propanolol is a huge medicine that a lot of people take for social I anxiety. I didn't even know that, but that's yep, pretty to cool. To give presentations, to do a dance, like my doctor that helped me out on my autopsy. I love that story um, so much. He used to take propanolol. He told me that during, you know, when he was like flinging the heart at me. He told me, he's like, I have a lot of social anxiety, so I had to take a propanolol to, like, do the dance in front of everyone. Oh, my God. If you haven't yeah. listened to that episode, you really should. But propanolol, you know, um, it's a beta blocker. So sometimes when you have anxiety, you have, like, that heart racing oh, and okay. all that stuff. So when okay. you take a propanolol, it kind of calms that. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when you – okay, if you're sitting down, and I'm just talking, and you're sitting down, and you're kind of just hanging out, and your heart is fine, you're okay. You're relaxed. Yeah. If all of a sudden your start starts, like – beating super fast and you're having palpitations you're gonna start having anxiety about that palpitation right then leads which leads to more palpitations and more anxiety and it's like this vicious circle so sometimes when you take medicines like propanolol it's gonna help almost like when people take like atarax which is an antihistamine it's like a benadryl okay um it has anxiolytic you know anti-anxiolytic effects too they're like kind of little like side effects but we kind of like use those side effects to help out with that i mean that's that's having a big spot like these days yeah. side effects of medications being the actual like usage yeah. for them that's it's a whole world it's a whole world yeah but anyway so these different medications that we're talking about some of them like antidepressants or ssris mm-hmm. you know and they're selective non-adrenaline and serotonin reuptake inhibitors <laughs> selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors yeah there we go <laughs> 
<laughs> are the most commonly used medications for anxiety. And then we got benzos, like we were talking about. Transene. And don't forget SNRIs. So we have oh. SSRIs and that's SNRIs, which is also like selective noradrenaline and reuptake inhibitors. So it they do the same. They accomplish the same thing, just in different ways. Oh, okay. So SSRIs, okay. SNRIs. So examples of SSRIs is going to be like a Zoloft. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. And then an SNRI is going to be like a Prozac. Okay. 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 All right. Those so are I just guess, examples. So people. I guess it's which one like works for Exactly. For you. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like you need to find the one that works for you. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and there's so many, but yeah, Jules was saying now that there's benzos too, which, which like, were what we were talking about, that's yeah. Xanax. Dude, those are amazing. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not trying to like sit here and tell you to go take a benzo. No, but. But, you know, I understand I, though. I understand that too. Yeah. 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 When like these rappers are talking like, oh, Papa Zanny or whatever. I'm like, I get it. But you know, sometimes yeah. I feel like people like use them for like the other side effects, which I'm not like when, like when what? I took a Xanax because uh-huh. I had a panic attack. I felt like what I liked about it is that it leveled me. Exactly. You know, like it Same. leveled me. Like I felt normal. Right. Right. It brought you me know? back. To it a brought calm, me back to like, earth. Exactly. You know, like yeah. I was in the high heavens thinking that like. Or high hells. Was, or high hells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was in high hell. Okay. And then it grounded me and I was like, oh, wow. This is what it feels like to not have anxiety. And then you look at it and it's like, I was freaking the fuck out. I was freaking the fuck out. Like, yeah. So yeah. you come back and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I need where to was I? Chill. Yeah. Yeah. I need to chill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then like, you know, yes, there is the side effects of like the drowsiness and like all these things. I'm not into the drowsiness. And I'm not into though. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I, I don't know why people like that. Yeah, me neither. Like, but I'm, whatever. I yeah. know that it's also like very um, addictive. Like these are addictive medications, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So I know it, it is unfortunate, yeah. but they are. They do create dependencies, yeah. and that's why we we don't. I, I don't prescribe them. I don't. Yeah, no. There's no. like for me, I've had especially you that you're a pediatrician. A pediatrician, but you'd be not. surprised. There's people that prescribe kids benzos because of this anxiety and maybe they're not doing it because they're not but there are kids that have severe severe anxiety and the parents will tell me like hey is there any way that you can prescribe them this and i look and it's a xanax and i'm like no it's not i'm yeah. sorry like yeah. it's not we can try if you are telling me to prescribe you xanax for your kid okay and you're not even willing to show up for therapy once a week yeah. It's still going to be a no, yeah. even if you were taking therapy. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you, if you are at that point, you need to make a decision and you need to make a decision of how to go about it, go to the root of the problem, fix the root of the problem. Yes, we have other meds that are less, they cause less side effects, mm. less addictiveness yeah. and all these things. And it's like, I'm sorry, like I'm not. So sometimes there are people that prescribe these things, probably not to like a kid or like a school aged kid, okay, but maybe like an adolescent and it's still a no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hard no. No, no, no. Hard no. The only way that I could see it being somewhat of an okay thing would be like something acute like, oh, because he or she has anxiety about flying and we got to go on this eight hour flight, yeah. you know, so. But to, even then, like, Benadryl. It's exactly. So then like, like no, like, that's still uh, no for me. You the know, only time that I'm just I trying have to like ever... play devil's advocate for the doctors that do prescribe it to these kids is like, well, maybe it's that. I, I have prescribed like, benzos, I but yeah. I prescribe benzos for kids, you know, like that are having a procedure that they need to calm yeah. down, right? And so all these things, very minimal, like once long term, like, yeah, no, no, never, no, 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 not like never, a thirty never, day never, supply, never, never. You know, I've prescribed it for kids with a slew of different problems, and mm-hmm. the only time that I've ever used it acutely was for a situation that I had with an adolescent that had an acute psychosis that was drug induced. Mm. And he, it, we had like five security guards restraining him. And I had to give him a a whole slew of things. Like I gave him Benadryl. I gave him Haldol. Mm -hmm. I gave him a ton of things. Those are different situations. Those are extreme situations. But for an outpatient that you're going to come to me, you're like, oh, my kid has a lot of anxiety. And I'm like, no, look, I'm sorry. Like, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to, you're going to have to dig. Yeah. And you're going to have to solve like what's going inside. But I'm not giving you a Xanax. Like, I'm not giving you a benzo period. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so effects on anxiety on the brain. We kind of briefly touched upon this, but, you know, I'll list it out for you guys. It could change the way we think 
and see things negatively and over worry about it or brains could overreact to threats when there's actually no real danger like the imagination spiel that i had given you guys earlier create and it does create lasting changes to the brain like she had mentioned enlargement of the hippocampus and then differences in the amygdala and even the prefrontal cortex which is in charge of all things complex thinking and whatnot if you listen to our episode on lobotomies we really touched about uh, you know we really talked about the prefrontal cortex there you know um (laughs) in not very good ways yeah i mean evie's still scarred about that i'm still scarred about that episode (laughs) seriously okay so the amygdala also grows a little bit larger and becomes more active making it more likely to send out false alarms and say that something's dangerous when it really isn't the prefrontal cortex which is in charge of all of our complex thinking actually shrinks so that's not a good thing you know, we want that complex thinking. We want that critical thinking. It kind of makes us human. And it's very just important for our lives in, in general. And so it, it also creates a problem in con- controlling and reeling in those emotions and making good decisions. Because, mm-hmm. again, complex thinking. Anxiety could impair our ability to think clearly. And then the hippocampus holds on to memories of these threats more easily. So then we become even more anxious because we're constantly thinking about it now that yeah. we have memory of them. Mm-hmm. And then the damage and anxiety does to the prefrontal cortex and hippocampus can make our brains more likely to develop dementia, mm-hmm. like several different types of dementias, like Alzheimer's. So mm-hmm. it's serious, folks. Let's go to therapy. Let's do the thing. Let's prevent these long-term yeah. effects. And then what happens during a panic attack? So basically what happens during a panic attack is the amygdala is freaking out. She's like, holy fuck, <laughs> this is happening. And it's going to send a she signal. She needs to control the tits. No, yeah, calm C- the tits. Calm those cities. Nope, she doesn't. They're <laughs> all cr- going crazy. Yeah, like that meme. That I always think about that meme. Oh, God, that, oh my God, Julia almost fell off the chair. My, my titties went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny medicine. I'm here with a comedic advice, okay? So the amygdala fucking goes crazy. Her tits are going all over the place. And then she sends a a message to the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex is probably like, holy shit, calm your tits. But can't shut it off. Can't shut off the amygdala. So overrides those those feelings. And then that's it. Like, that's when you start feeling like those signs and symptoms of anxiety. The pounding, the chest pain, the can't breathe, the this, the that. The so the, they're everywhere <laughs> they're everywhere watch out they might hit you <laughs> so a good example of this is like if it was like a smoke detector so amygdala sends a message like hey there's a fire and then the prefrontal cortex starts like beeping like smoke alarm and then turns around there's no fire what the fuck right (laughs) but she's still freaking out so smoke alarm is still on even though there's no smoke so that's kind of like what a panic attack is it's kind of crazy it is it's it's crazy and And it's awful goes back to the whole imagination of things you know so let's uh keep our titties calm yeah and go to stay calm (laughs) to bring them back to normal level (laughs) calm your tits please and uh, yeah, that was anxiety, folks. Of that course, I'll be sort of, you know putting all the sources and all that stuff. If you guys wanted more information, you could go to our show notes. Yeah. I will have everything there. If there's anything that you guys heard from this podcast that you want us to kind of make another episode Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I mean, anxiety. You guys wanted it. Here it is. You know. Yeah, here it is. So yeah, um, thank you all for supporting us uh please keep on subscribing keep on checking us out commenting liking doing all the damn things you guys are doing give it up for julie she is working hard this is like my baby now no this is your baby i mean don't get me wrong like i love this and i love what we're doing but oh my god like (laughs) jules like you are so good at this no man no i'm anyway um enough about me you guys um yeah and thank you guys too keep doing everything you guys are doing thank you all so much for the love and support yeah the feedback is always feedback is and it's what helps us like change things move Mm -hmm. things around or Mm -hmm. hey that wasn't good you should do it like this great please send it over to us mm-hmm. we're on every social media thread you could possibly think of look Seriously. for us things it, that i haven't even heard of someone <laughs> uh look for funny medicine podcast in all socials we're there like and subscribe in youtube please we're almost there to like a big big point in youtube so please 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 keep doing that 
And if you definitely want to see even funnier stuff, more unhinged, more funny, crazy titties, you know, in the air. <laughs> Not literally, okay? But you, in, in, you know, and that's just- I didn't a... even think about that. Wow. Yeah, don't, don't get that twisted, people. <laughs> uh, subscribe to our Patreon, and that's Funny Medicine Podcast on Patreon. Um, and there's two levels to that. You can subscribe to whichever one suits you best, but uh, highly recommend it because it is awesome. And we do do one full episode there on video that's a, about a completely different topic, and it's full episodes only on Patreon exclusively Exclusive. there. Yeah, so, and thanks to all the patrons that yes. are subscribing Thank there, too. Thank you to too. all our patrons. Thank you, because you guys are the MVPs helping us, you know, keep up with all this stuff. But anyways, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you, guys. <laughs> like, comment, review us on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, etc. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Funny Medicine Podcast. Our Gmail is at funnymedicine305 at gmail.com. And remember, we are not diagnosing you. Definitely not. Just funny stuff. See you later, guys. <laughs>